Welcome to another episode of I'm Nano. Putting the I in I'm Nano, I'm your host, Irfani. And I'm your other host, Monica. And today, we will be talking about water. Water, <laughs> yeah, the weird <laughs> and wonderful behavior of water, to be exact. Yeah, so water, when it's subjected to nanoscale confinement at sub-zero temperatures. Mm-hmm. Now, the finding is that a crystal can absorb and release water at temperatures as low as minus 70 degrees Celsius. And this was published in the Journal of Natural Nature in April 2023 and could lead to dramatic reductions in the cost of extracting water from the atmosphere. Very, very Ooh. important work. Yeah. Supramolecular chemists, Dr. Dr. Alan Eby, Professor Catherine Esther Heisen, and Professor Len Barber, along with four other scientists, made this extraordinary discovery while trying to understand the peculiar behavior of a type of crystal that first piqued their interest about 10 years ago. Yes, 10 years ago, they've been at it. And I'll be honest, usually nature papers have like 20 plus different oh, yeah. authors on them. And there's like a whole dictionary of names. And it's amazing yeah, yeah. because actually I can read all the names on this paper. And it was a team of seven scientists. Yeah. Yeah. I was really surprised about that too. Yeah. Like like you can't put a number on science teams. They can be big or small, um, of course. But it was just, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not something I'm used to seeing. And Mm -hmm. the title of this work is Dehydration of a Crystal Hydrate at Subglacial Temperatures. Subglacial. Wow. That's a really nice way to, you know, to put it. To put it that it's cold. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) It's cold. It sounds fancier. It sounds fancier than being like, oh, it's below freezing. It's minus 70 or whatever. Very pretty. And actually, in a press release, Prof. Barbour from Stellenbosch University explains that scientists are currently adept at designing materials that can absorb water. However, it is much harder to get those materials that we call hydrates to then release the water without having to supply energy in the form of heat. And Mm -hmm. as we all know, energy is expensive and seldom completely green. Very nice quote from the professor himself. Right. And the chemical compound in question was originally synthesized by Professor Marcin Quitt, a specialist in organic stereochemistry at Adam Mikiewicz University in Poland. And it was then crystallized and brought brought to the Barber's lab for further study by a postdoctoral fellow, Dr. Agnieszka Jenik. Um, now, this is where things get incredibly interesting if they weren't so far for our listeners. Now, Dr. Yannick noticed that the crystals were yellow on some days and red on others. And she basically figured out that the crystals would only turn red on days with humidity levels higher than 55%. Mm. And when humidity levels fell below this level, the crystals will go back to being yellow. Wow. It's really important, like impressive that she noted the crystals appearance, you know, the day in and day out, mm-hmm. and was able to associate that with the humidity levels and environment. I mean, it's not, I guess, the initial thought, you know, yeah. the initial plan, but as a great scientist would, you would observe everything. And who would have thought that it was the humidity that yes, caused this? Exactly. 
So intriguing. And the thing is, in organic chemistry, a lot of the time you're told like, oh, the color doesn't tell you anything. Like, don't listen mm -hmm. to the color because it could be any impurity changing the color. So it's very right. interesting that she actually analyzed mm -hmm. the color changes and associated that to humidity, like you said. I, it's amazing. Um, so, so brilliant. Now, this porous organic crystal readily and reversibly, I think that's the key um, as per the professor's quote from before that it reversibly absorbs water into one nanometer wide channels at more than 55% relative humidity. Now the water uptake and release is described in the paper as being chromogenic. And that means it's something involving the production of color or pigments. Mm -hmm. And this gives scientists a very convenient visual indication of, you know, the hydration state of the crystal over a wide temperature range. Right, exactly. So the temperature can be changing, but as long as the humidity stays right. the same, the color is going to stay the same. Right. Uh, and so the water-induced color change allows to, like you said, visibly monitor the hydration state of these mm -hmm. self-indicating crystals um, as a function of temperature and to then establish that the material can release water vapor at temperatures as low as minus 70 degrees Celsius was oh then the gosh. next phase of the research in this paper. Oh my gosh, negative 70. I can't yeah. imagine that. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty amazing. You think about it, right? Water vapor at minus 70 degrees Celsius. Yeah. Vapor. That's um, which yet. Water is well known to be in its solid state. Yeah, you know, um, past it's zero. hard to wrap your mind around exactly. having a solid state water at negative 70. Wow. Yeah, but I mean, it, it's science, science basics and it's really neat. So the scientists, you know, use complementary techniques of X-ray diffraction, optical microscopy, differential scanning colorimetry, and molecular simulations to really establish that the nano-confined water, it was in a state of flux up to negative 70 degrees. And so this allows low temperature dehydration to occur within the crystal. Yeah, it's amazing. And actually, it has been already observed that at the nanoscale, at least, water can remain mobile within channels at temperatures below their, its freezing point, so below mm -hmm. zero yeah. degrees Celsius. So at least at the nanoscale, that was kind of previously established. However, in this study, they showed for the first time that these nano channels can also allow the uptake and the release of water at temperatures yeah. that are far below the normal freezing point of water. So when somebody asks you now in your high school quiz, maybe like, what's the freezing point of water? When does water solidify? Well, you're well, going to be like, actually, well, um, it depends. <laughs> it depends. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah, we talked and, about uh, this is this is groundbreaking, especially with what we've known so far, you know, and to be able to prove this is another thing because it didn't happen overnight. Obviously, it took about 10 years to get to where it is now. Alrighty. Anyways. All right. That is all that I have for today. Take care and stay curious. <laughs>